Hi guys! Welcome back to Coffee with Kira. I know this episode looks somewhat different. But that's because I also want part of this podcast series to be sit-down talks between me and you guys. Sometimes I feel like I just want to sit down and have a face-to-face -face conversation instead of mics and a guest and, I don't know, between me and you. Just a little bit more intimate, which I like. I wanted to talk about my experience on Love Island Games. I know there's a billion questions about it. Yes, I want to talk about Love Island on my channel for sure. It's the start of a lot of things for me, but it's not the main purpose of this channel. Promise I will hit you guys with more Love Island guests. When I got the call for Love Island Games, I got it about a year before they even knew that it was actually going to be a show. They were like, hey Kira, would you be interested in doing this kind of spin-off version of Love Island? I low-key had PTSD when they said it was a game. I don't like those mind games that these shows play sometimes. I don't like the competitive side. I don't know. I didn't grow up in sports, guys. I'm like a lovey-dovey chick. For me, I was like, okay, well, is it going to be the same? Are we going to go on dates? Are we going to do all these fun things? I'm sure if you guys watched the season, <laughs> there wasn't that many dates. Yes, there were some love connections. At the same time, it was strictly based on games and being competitive. Now, yeah, I did the challenge. So I was like, all right, let's, let's do this. I got this in the bag. Like, I'm going to do my thing. And I had a bunch of friends that I knew were also getting hit up for it. So it kind of was like this win-win situation. I was going to have this full circle moment, you know, of just going back to Fiji where I filmed my season of Love Island four years ago, an all-star version pretty much with some of the biggest Love Island icons that I even fangirled over, and then also spend a summer with my close friends and just enjoy. Close this chapter and give it my all. You guys know I am fluid, bisexual, pansexual, whatever you want to call it. Labels are hard. I do think they're important for representation, but I don't care what's below the belt. I just connect with the human. For my first season of Love Island, the amount of people, the amount of people that DM'd me and just felt represented. For the first time, they saw themselves on TV, saw someone that was comfortable enough to be open about their sexuality and express it, feel good about it. The amount of DMs that flooded in of people just feeling seen and heard, I just remember this, this overwhelming feeling of so much gratitude, so much love, so much happiness that me coming out on Love Island and just being open, it made so many people feel like they could be themselves as well. And that for me was winning Love Island in general. I didn't win the season. I was a big heavy player in it because I was 21 years old and I acted a little crazy, but I also did In some ways I got so much love, but also so much hate. The amount of people that also said to me on the other side of it, who hurts you? Someone, someone must have hurt you so much to be so scared of love and so detached and jumping from one person to the next. And you know, it's hard. Like I was 21 coming out. I had never done anything like this. As you guys know, I was a kids pop kid. I've been in the industry for a hot minute now. Like since I was nine years old, I've always been playing a character, acting, dancing, being in a kids pop music video. I've modeled for Burberry, Vogue, like all these different things. It's like a blank canvas and I could be whoever I wanted that day. Love Island and these reality shows, it's you. The focus is on you, who you are, how you move. And that's a lot of pressure for someone that young to have a microscope over them of every single move they make. I was shown a lot in season one of Love Island. So all my mistakes, all my choices, all of my movements were hyper-focused, of course, as well with like editing and <laughs> all that different stuff. But what I'm trying to say was that this time going on Love Island Games, I was open about my sexuality on my season. 
even with Emily and the last podcast that you guys saw, I didn't feel the confidence that, you know, the show was very hetero. Guy, girl, couple up. Guy, girl, couple up. Like, for years now. I was a fan of the UK version and I used to watch it with my ex-girlfriend. But going in this time, I knew how the show was structured. I had heard through the grapevine that there was a same-sex couple in the UK, I think season two, like super, super early on. But I also heard that they got a lot of hate. And then also sometimes when two girls are together, you know, on TV, it can be over-sexualized. And I also didn't want that because I remember being with my girlfriend. We were both femme, going out to bars and being approached by guys who just never respected our relationship. Thought that we were kissing and touching. I'm a PDA person, I'm sorry. And I'm very touchy with the people that I love and am committed to. And yeah, I just remember so many men, especially, not respecting our boundaries, respecting that we were two people in this beautiful relationship that had nothing to do with them. I also didn't want to go on TV and just people think that I was doing something for the cameras or trying to get attention. And that sounds so messed up to say. I shouldn't feel like that ever because my truth is that I'm into women. But I still, at 21, had all those insecurities. I knew how the show worked. I was scared, to be fully honest. So I was open about my sexuality, open about the fact that when Emily came in, I was very interested in her, but I guess I just didn't have the guts to fully be myself with that, like I said, microscope above me. But then with this season, four years later, feeling my best, honestly, I was in such a good place before this show. I was healing from this past relationship that in a way broke me completely. I always thought my first love would be the hardest breakup because that's what everyone says. <laughs> Honestly, my second breakup from Love Island with Cashel wasn't as bad. So I was like, okay, I'm never gonna go through that pain again. My most recent one broke me. So I had to do all of this rebuilding to the point that, you know, in a good way, I wasn't even the old Kira anymore that I was. I had been broken down so much and made into such a shell of a human being that I had to rebuild and it made a happier, healthier Kira. Like, I don't know, I was reborn in a way that I just cared less about what people thought. I found it so important to be myself and to express myself, what I want, who I am. I think if you're being your authentic self, not everyone's gonna like you. I think it's actually the people that are fully loved and everything is perfect that you're like, dude, how is this real? Like, maybe not though, that's me being judgy. But I feel like if you're being your true self and you're being super authentic, you're not gonna be everyone's cup of tea. Going into this show, I told the producers, I think the first time we sat down, I was like, obviously y'all know. <laughs> I've dated more women than men, but in general, I like it all. Like, y'all know that at this point. I've also been on several other shows. A lot of people don't know, this was my seventh show. Since my season of Love Island, I've dated men and women on these shows because every single time I've walked into that door, I simply demand the fact that if you want me, Kira, on this show, you're going to have full Kira, and I'm not going to fit in some cookie cutter box of what the show wants for me, what the producers want for me, what anyone wants for me. I'm going to be me, so if you're putting me on this show, Oh, you get it, you know? The producers were like, yeah, we want you, so be you. Walking into that villa, I had no clue if I was gonna go for a guy or a girl because I don't think like that. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go in there and talk to everyone. You know, obviously I ask people their sexuality. A lot of girls that go on these shows are just into guys and that's fine. That's why I'm also like, let's make a bi or fluid love island. If we all get together, we can do it. But yeah, I walked into that villa knowing I had full reins to be myself. Of course, thoughts and insecurities came in here and there. Of course, I'm, I'm human. But at the same time, I remembered also what me being myself did for so many people on my season of Love Island. And I take that very seriously. I know growing up, I did not see me 
I did not see two women together in these types of shows. I grew up watching The Bachelor <laughs> with my mom. I remember the season actually of Demi. She, I think, proposed to a girl. And we actually follow each other and talk like here and there on Instagram now, which is wild because I just remember looking up at that TV screen. I wanted to scream, I wanted to cry. I had so many different emotions because for the first time ever in this cookie cutter guy meets girl show, I was for the first time seeing myself, seeing a girl that was into guys and into girls. At the time, it blew my mind. Little old me didn't see that growing up. So this time with Love Island, I was talking to Curtis for majority of the morning. I expressed my interest in Megan as well. But I remember watching her season and thinking she was so beautiful. And I remember seeing another show of her that she was into girls. So automatically going in, and seeing her, I was like, okay, I'm gonna shoot my shot. And for me, it is one thing to go in there and see a cute girl that's never been with a girl. And she's like, oh, maybe, you know, that is cute. But I've gotten my heart broken by girls like that. And I don't wanna do it anymore. I just don't. So it did make me feel more comfortable too that I had known that Megan had been in relationships with women and was open about her sexuality. But yeah, I was talking to both, just Curtis and Megan for majority of the day. But leading up to the recoupling, I kid you not, I had no clue who I was gonna choose. I had also had conversations like you guys have heard with Selly. I think the only terrifying thing about Selly has always been that we are friends and with Justine, it's scary to mess up a friendship or to just make stuff messy. The producers didn't show that in there, but we had a conversation where we're like, okay, we're finally going to try it. As things went on, it just didn't happen. I think with me and Selly, fear always seeps in, always waiting for the other to be like, okay, <laughs> you know, but... I don't know. That's a whole different story. But yeah, I had no clue. Curtis and I had so much in common. And then Megan just had this mystery to her. She was kind of letting me in, but not. And of course that is desirable. That's kind of where I was like, this is intriguing. I want to see what's up. So I matched up with Megan and we were the first same sex couple in USA Love Island history because this was technically a US production and we were the second same-sex couple in the world of Love Island in general. Gay Times wrote about it, Out Magazine, it was being posted everywhere and it was just a really amazing exciting moment for me, for I think so many other people because it was just something that you don't see much. I felt so good in my decision, I felt so excited to get to know Megan more. Yeah, as two girls when they asked like how do you think you're gonna do in the challenges, I thought we were gonna kill it and we did kill our first challenge. Our communication at that moment in time was really, really, really good. But yeah, it was definitely hard in there sometimes. I felt like maybe she didn't like me. We would sit together and I was always the one initiating. That's okay. Like I said, I like the chase and that kind of thing. But you know, at a certain point, you want someone to throw their arm around you or to come and kiss you. They didn't show it, but I was like, listen, we had a really deep conversation. The same night she did what she did <laughs> with you know who. We had a very deep sit down conversation where I was like, I feel a little weird. If you don't like me, that's totally okay. But you know, just let me know so I can talk to other people, experience this fully. I want to be genuine and true to myself. And if you're not about it, like, I'm not gonna keep on trying, pretty much. I remember she was just like, no, 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 no. I really like you. I'm just really nervous around you. I'm not usually like that. It's just gonna take time. But I am interested in, you know, getting to know you better. Jack and her would talk a lot, which they didn't show. He would come to me and, you know, be like, no, I was just talking to Megan. Like, she's really into you. She's just shy. And she doesn't know how to go about things. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, we're good. You're fine. You're not being dubbed. Like, and there's no dub. Like, if someone doesn't like you, never take it personally. It never has anything to do with you, honestly. You're just not the right person for them. So I was like, okay, I'm going to stop stressing. <sighs> You're good, Kira. She likes you. 
just gonna take time for her to open up and crack that shell. Which I've been a hard shell as well at times. I'm more of an open person now. So I understood it, but we sit down to that game. It's downpour raining. Like I couldn't even hear what the guys were saying over there. And Megan was sitting with the guys during this game. Mora, as beautiful as she is, brought up that Eol had pied Megan. Megan was pretty much like, yeah. I think she said something like, it is what it is. Once again, they had to repeat it a couple times because it was raining so hard that I couldn't hear it. Third time I heard it. It was a mixture of emotions. We were only coupled up, I think at that point for like five days. It feels like a month at that point, but no, we weren't in a committed relationship. That was never what I was saying in the discussion that we had. It was more just the fact of communication. We had just had this deep conversation where I was like, are you actually into me? She's like, yeah, I just gotta take some time. I'm nervous around you, this, this, and that. I'm initiating, I'm doing all the things. And then all of a sudden her ex Eol comes in. I even remember asking her like, oh, is there anything going on there? Like, mm -mm -mm. if I had an ex come in, maybe I would explore it. I get it. She was like, no, it wasn't even like that serious of a thing. And I was like, okay, cool. So for us to have that deep conversation that we had where my issue was that I was always initiating her saying, oh, like I just need to take time. She was fine initiating after like a day or two of her ex being there. And maybe it's like a comfort thing. But to me, I was just like, yo, like you could have communicated. You could have said, I want to talk to him or this happened not me finding out in a game and then getting in bed with me and also not saying anything but in general like i just want to say there's no bad blood i'm just talking about like my experience it wasn't enough time in there for me to be like oh you're a bad person i don't think anyone had enough time in there for people to fully think oh they're a bad person it's such a short amount of time of filming such a short period that you're shown in the whole day and editing <laughs> And as you guys know too, she leaves, <laughs> which they don't show it because it's awkward to show. It was like three days where I was just in there alone, in the bed alone, during the challenges alone, everything. Having a person in there is so important. Having someone, whether they're a romantic connection or a friendship, just having someone that is your partner in there so important especially for like your mental health you don't have a journal you don't have your family you don't have your close friends this person is very important to you because they're almost like your soundboard to not have megan for a couple days and seeing people fall for each other more or grow better friendships it was really hard for me really 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 hard and i was just like damn this is not how i want to end my experience like this doesn't feel good i'm not getting the full experience and also let's debunk this right now there's so many conspiracies that megan left because of drama she left because she was embarrassed she left no megan is a grown ass woman and i don't think she would ever leave just because she's like embarrassed let's be for real she was actually sick. She like had to go to the hospital and fly back home to the UK. She's fine now, which is good. And we have talked. She came to LA. She told me the day that she got here though. So I didn't know she was coming. My cousins were in town. She was only here for a couple days. So we weren't able to see each other, but there's no bad blood. I'm still happy that in the process of everything that I was able to meet her, connect with her. Like I said, be the second same sex couple, which I know it gave me a lot of pride and joy being a woman in the community and just to feel like we represented and and did our thing. I would say my experience ended well. Matching up with Carrington and him coming in with so much energy and they don't show it, but he's one of the funniest people on planet earth. Like I was laughing nonstop with this guy and it was funny because I had been in there kind of sad for the last couple days. So when he came in with like this energy and just was so affectionate towards me right off the bat, like I, I love that. Some people might be like, oh, that's fast. I mean, we didn't do anything. I'm not even saying that. We did not do anything besides make out. And some cuddles and oh my god that strip tease dance or the heart rate challenge 
yeah, when we were in rehearsal for that, I think we both were getting a little like, <laughs> but no, we didn't do anything crazy, but he just came in with great energy and made me feel, made me feel liked and wanted. And I think that's just something that every girl or human being wants in general. It felt really good. And then it was just crazy that me and Carrington were hitting it off and then Courtney comes in. Who told me? I think Justine or someone told me that she was into girls as well. So me talking to Carrington and then being pulled by Courtney was just my full bisexual highlight of my life. Two beautiful humans on the outside and the inside approaching me in the same environment to make out, kiss, and talk. Like, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. And if you guys watched my last episode with Emily, who knows, if we were there longer, it might have ended up like that as well. <laughs> okay, we need to end this because I'm getting way too comfortable. But yeah, getting back onto reality TV, there's so many amazing things, but to end it, I will say it does take somewhat of a toll on your mental health. I think when I got back from the show, especially doing it with some of my actual friends, certain dynamics and things that just mess with your head in there sometimes, I had to really take a step back when I got home and just reevaluate how I felt about everything. Take time to myself, really center myself and be with family. You're surrounded by cameras constantly filming you. You're surrounded by people that you've never met before that all of a sudden you're sleeping in the same room with them inches away and you're relying on them for support and trust. And then you have actual friends in there from the outside world that you also are relying on for trust and keeping your authentic, you know, friendships alive. And, and it's just really confusing and really hard. So yeah, I would say I'm still going through things at times. And I always kind of come back and I have to recenter myself. And that's okay. I love reality TV. I am grateful for it. It has opened up so many doors for me and has made me a better person in general. I won't lie and say that, yeah, coming back from this one, I've just had to take some time to myself, pour into my own cup. And we can talk more about that as well in one of these like little sit down videos. But if you've made it this far, I love you guys. If you have more questions about this, put it in the comments below. The next episode will be our normal setup podcast and it will be with a very, very special guest. Thank you guys so much for watching. Like, subscribe, comment. If you want to stay up to date with updates from my life and random sit down talks, mental health check-ins, reality TV, sexuality, and all these different things, I'm excited to go on this journey with you guys. I love you and I will see you guys in the next episode.